as one, as much as one of the bigger stories in London this afternoon is about unfortunately jobs being lost at Broza Canada, we know that filling positions hasn't exactly been easy depending on what positions you are filling over the last little while. We know that in healthcare or supportive care, we know that's been really difficult. And we know that there are healthcare professionals who are trying to make the decision right now. Do I stick? Do I stay with this job? Do I, if I'm in a position, take early retirement? Is this where I want to be? And so if that happens and continues to happen, we do need more people going in. And we had a great conversation off the start. I want to thank Jude for doing this. But he called in and he gave us his own story where he changed jobs in basically his mid-50s. And things have worked out great, proving that it can be done. You can go back. You can get retrained. You can maybe do something in life you've always thought of doing but haven't done it before. And so in the wake of Bill 7 and what is happening, we want to take a look at a program that is offered. In fact, we're going to look just east of here, not very far away at all, at Conestoga College and their supportive care program to look at how it works and what they're seeing at Conestoga when it comes to creating more supportive care workers. We know that we need PSWs. Well, we're going to have to find out the difference between a PSW and an SCW, personal support worker and a supportive care worker. Let's dig into this. Angela Ray joins us, support services officer in the supportive care program at Conestoga College. Angela, thanks so much for taking some time for us. Thanks so much for having me. Well, let's kind of begin with just the supportive care program. I think we need an understanding of what that does and and who that supports. What is the supportive care program? It's an opportunity to start a new career in the healthcare field. It's a tuition-free training, and it allows you to provide care to individuals in either home or community settings. And you would be supporting people across the lifespan at various levels of health and wellness. So I'm sure... You all know somebody who is aging or has a disability or maybe needs to recover from an illness or an injury. Um, From time to time, we need someone to go into our homes to help us get settled. So it's a really great opportunity. You get guaranteed employment. You get some experience. You can make a living wage. And it's completed in 18 weeks. And there's an option to complete it fully virtually. So there's no need to come to a campus, but there is an option to have some in-person labs. Angela, you had us a tuition-free program, and then you threw in a whole lot more where we're talking about living wage, job guarantee. Uh, These are things that you don't always hear. So how is this a tuition-free program? So the program is funded by the Ministry of Health and Long-Term Care. So you don't have to worry about that. And it is a shorter-term program as well. So you don't have to spend a year in school and then not really know if you're going to enjoy the work. So this gets you working faster and saves you a bit of money. We're talking with Angela Ray, Support Services Officer in the Supportive Care Program at Conestoga College. Earlier this week, we had a conversation with the Ontario Long-Term Care Association, and one of the things that they certainly talked about 
was having enough staff for things. And it doesn't matter whether we're talking about in long-term care facilities or whether we're talking about in home for home care. We just need people. So where do those people come from? Where do they get that training? We thought, well, let's look into this. So that's what we're doing right now. So, Angela, then how do you become eligible for something like this? Okay, so to be eligible, um, you do have to have an employer. So we can help you to find one that would be a good fit, whether it's in a home care setting, whether it's in a retirement home. And it could be great for parents that are looking to either enter or re-enter the workforce. They're already caregivers, maybe a recent high school graduate that's exploring different career options, maybe internationally trained professionals that are waiting for their designations to be recognized. Um, You do have to be a Canadian citizen, permanent resident, protected person, or refugee claimant. And then the other piece is that you need to be able to um, communicate in English fluently and be able to either provide proof of education or write an English test. Okay. We talked even before the interview about personal support worker, supportive care worker. What are the differences between the two? Great question. So there is some similarity. So for supportive care workers, it's an entry point into the field. So it's a great opportunity to try it out. You do get training around providing personal care. So you are helping people with getting dressed, getting to the washroom, showering. It is very personal, um, but some limitations are that you're trained to support adults who are relatively stable, have a predictable level of care. And it's a great opportunity to get into PSW or even nursing down the line. But you really get a chance to try it out first and see if it's the right fit. So it's not as overwhelming. How great is that? And that's, I I don't know, I'm someone who loves job shadow. You want to know what a job is like that I can help you go and watch for a day? Let me know. And I'll try and set that up because you want to see what it's going to be like, whether you are going to like it. We had talked with Jude off the start of the show, and he made a career change in essentially his mid-50s. Would there be age requirements in this? Could you do it at any age? Any age, as long as you're able to be able to stay on your feet and lift maybe small equipment like a walker or wheelchair, it could be a great fit for you. Another one of those examples. Now, you mentioned it is a shorter program. It's about 18 weeks. So when is the program offered? Does it coincide with kind of the start of school years at all? So it's a bit later. So we have two upcoming cohorts for the fall. One starts October the 11th and the other one is November the 15th. We have a soft deadline for September the 12th, but we are still able to accept a few more applications after that. We're having a few career fairs in September. On September 13th, we're having one in person in Waterloo. And we're also offering a virtual career fair on September the 28th. So that's a great opportunity to see if it's for you. We're also offering information sessions three times a week. And where do we find out about any of those things? Because I don't write very fast and, and, you know, just in case I need to tell somebody in the future, where can I tell them to go? Yeah, so you can either email us at supportivecare at conestogac.on.ca or you can also check out our website, which is at conestogac.on.ca slash full-time slash supportive dash care. 
Okay. We're talking with Angela Ray, Support Services Officer in the Supportive Care Program at Conestoga College. Part of that, let's look at Bill 7 and what it's doing with legislation for long-term care from as many angles as we can. And this is the latest angle. I guess, Angela, last thing, because you know a lot of people who do this, and I don't know what it is. The older you get, the more you just want to help. The more I think that really comes into life, where you you know you do what you do early on, and then as old, as you get older, you just you want to help people and help lives become better. So perks of working in a setting like this, because you've seen it firsthand. What would you, what would you say are are the perks that get you up in the morning, and get you wanting to go to work? Yeah. So from my own personal experience doing this type of work, there is a lot of flexibility as well as variety in your work. So you're getting an opportunity to check out different environments, different people, experience different situations. So it's not the same exact day over and over again. And I really love connecting with people and seeing them be comfortable. And most of us are most comfortable when we're in our own spaces, we're around our own belongings and be able to do the things that we enjoy. So yeah, for me, it's really rewarding to see the difference you're making in people's lives and to their families as well. So you're helping them not only physically, but also mentally, socially, and spiritually as well. Angela, thank you so much for the behind-the-scenes look. We really appreciate you helping us out with this. Thank you so much for having me, Mike. That's Angela Ray, Support Services Officer with the Supportive Care Program at Conestoga College. So changing jobs, it's a thing. Brosa Canada announces today that they are phasing out what they're doing in London. This was big. This is 400 people. So all of a sudden, you're asked to change jobs if you want to continue working. Well, we're looking and, and just kind of matching up different things. We're not saying people from Brosa Canada are going to all of a sudden become supportive care workers. But at the same time, Jude mentioned it. You change jobs if you have to change jobs, and you can find something that gets you up in the morning and going. So thanks to Angela for helping us to look at Bill 7 from yet another different direction.